What's up, beautiful people? It's your boy, Justin Martin, and you're listening to The Produced Podcast. And I'm joined with my co-host and business partner, Cody Wells. Hey, everyone. Glad you could join us on episode two of The Produced Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about building structure and how that creates an opportunity to unleash creativity. Additionally, we're going to talk about what's been going on in our world for the past couple weeks, what we have in the future, and then give you some tips and tricks and some actionable items about how you accomplish that, as well as some highlights from our Instagram live. Enjoy. Hey guys, we just wanted to take a few minutes to recap uh, what we've been up to in the past couple weeks and uh, what we have upcoming uh, as well in the next couple weeks. Hopefully we'll become more consistent with this podcast. It's one of our goals is to get a podcast out every one or two weeks. Um, we're at the edge of that right now. It'll be three weeks with this one, so we apologize for that, but hopefully we can be more consistent moving forward. Um, but yeah, Joshua, uh, if you want to just give a quick recap of some of the things we've been up to in the, in the last couple weeks and uh, the exciting stuff you have coming up in the future. Sure. So uh, Cody and I have been hustling and bustling, trying to, uh, one, maintain the couple of clients we have now, finishing up a couple of projects for one of them, um, as well as beginning talks with a new photo shoot for a, a clothing company <clears throat> called End Season. So we are wrapping up the scheduling for that. Um, we are trying to as well venture into some new um, products that we can start um, create, uh, not creating, or start using to create other types of content for um, kind of these side projects. I'm, I'm not going to really mention who it is just yet because it's still in the works and I don't want to be like, hey, we're doing this and it never happens. So, <laughs> um, but it's been exciting. We've been uh, trying to get our Twitter game up, um, be more active on that end, um, trying to be more engaging on social media as well. But I think a big thing, uh, we got our first company check, our first check for the company that has our name on it. That's Martin Studios LLC. That's pretty exciting. Like uh, Cody had mentioned before when he was talking to me, like, yeah, I got checks before, but this is, this is a bit different because this has, this is going somewhere. This is going to be <laughs> documented properly. <laughs> this is going to be, uh, yeah, this is going to be something that's going to be built upon and uh, many more in the future. So we're definitely going to kind of frame that, scan it and frame it so we can have it. <laughs> yep. I ordered the frame off of Amazon. Yeah on Friday and it should be here uh, tomorrow. So we're going to get that and frame our first check. So that's pretty exciting. Uh, pretty excited about that. And it's just like a, a memento to keep us grounded and, and remember kind of where we were at this point when we look back 10 years from now or whatever. So exciting stuff. Yep. Um, some other things um, on my end. I will be doing some collaborations with um, some other filmmakers, creatives, because um, I will I will be flying out to uh, L.A. at the end of the month from May 31st to June 4th. I'll be on L.A. for Cine Gear. I'll be with SLR Magic like I, like before with um, NAB. But man, I can't wait for this because <clears throat> when I was at NAB, um, I was very I was kind of awestruck. I was I was just so you know, deer in headlights of everything going on that I really didn't take advantage of creating, like, in my opinion, genuine, more genuine content and just more content in general. Even though I produced, I think, four, three videos from that 
from um, NAB. But this time around, I know what to expect with these larger events. And so I'm going to take full advantage of me being there. Um, I've already reached out to a few uh, YouTubers and other creators that are going to be around the area. Say, hey, I mean, you don't know me, but I'll be out there. Here's my stuff. And if you want to meet up, let's meet up. So if you hear this and, and you're in the LA area, you've been following our work, please feel free to hit us up and I'll uh, make some time to go see you or come by to see me at Cinegear. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Oh, and one more thing that I wanted to touch on, I just remembered, uh, over the past couple of weeks, I've actually had some calls with uh, a few uh, creatives who are in the process of starting or growing their existing business. So that's been really cool. Uh, shout out to Brian, Steven, Steven, version two, and a couple other people. Um, but that's been a really exciting thing. Um, and just kind of the start of a process in which we're, you know, continuing to help you level up your business. Obviously the podcast is part of that. Uh, but those one-on-one calls, um, are also really, really important as well. And there's some like follow-up structure that we're starting to create around that, around, you know, accountability and just helping push you towards achieving your goals. Um, so that's been kind of fun to, to do that and get that started and to have, uh, that bit of interest. So if you are interested in doing that, it is zero cost, which is always nice. Um, just reach out to us on Instagram or whatever, and uh, we'll see if we can set up a time and uh, have some conversations. And really, we're here to help and just provide our perspective uh, in what it takes to run a creative business successfully and share our learnings as part of our journey. And just doing that on a more personal level through a call is uh, uh, is a fun and meaningful way to to achieve results. So, I agree. Yeah, and yeah, Cody's been getting a lot of calls lately. Um, and it makes me excited because we can now be, we're a dual threat. Like, uh, last week I had a Instagram live with a, uh, Instagrammer. His name is Omar. He goes by Flix photo. I think, uh, we had an hour Instagram live, just talking about gear and stuff, just getting to know each other face, you know, face to face virtually. But that was cool. Just getting to know you all who follow us. And then Cody's getting these calls and having these nice meetings with, um, other creators that are trying to figure out things and you know just to say just to say we're not we don't know everything but the fact that we are sharing our journey we have a lot to give to those who are you know starting just starting or want to kind of fix up what they currently have so um yeah we're a dual threat and i and i really i'm excited for having you know real, cody we, we are like a left brain and right brain and we we're compatible in the sense because we balance each other out. <laughs> this is true. Yeah. Joshua sent me text so like, true. hey, like, what about this? And I'm like, ah, well, I like the enthusiasm, but maybe we should consider this. And then we end up like coming to a mutually better solution that we would have in the beginning. But it's like, there's like these back and forth things all the time, which is always really fun. Um, and it shows the the benefit of collaboration and having, you know, someone who is strong in your areas of weakness and because for me i'm okay with creative but josh was significantly better at it than me and vice versa with me being an mba and or getting close to being an mba um august um it just you know our um two different ways of thinking um with kind of a with similar goals uh it's really powerful to see how that can come together and create 
exceptional outcomes. Now we're going to jump into our theme. We're going to be talking about using structure to unleash your, your creativity. So, uh, man, that's actually a, that's a good topic. <laughs> I like how you're like, oh, dang, that's good. <laughs> Can I talk about it? Oh, yeah, sweet. I do get to talk about it because this is my podcast. There's so, there's, so many, there's so many facets on structure. So like as Joshua mentioned in the, what we're working on in the future, we have a number of client work that we're uh, starting to get in the process of. And part of doing that has been um, figuring out how we want to structure uh, the dynamic that exists between us and the client. Um, we have some foundational things like Basecamp, which is our project management that we did, we touched in the first episode. Uh, but now it's getting more in depth in terms of creating shot lists, um, doing location shoot mood boards, and how how do we upload files? How do we distribute those images at the end? Um, <clears throat> and even how we communicate um, with clients. And so creating all that structure on that, I think for us has now been a, a really interesting journey and helping understand how we can be best prepared for the day of to capture the most unique and um, visually compelling and emotionally compelling images and stories for our clients. Um, so Joshua, how do you feel? And I know you've done a lot of work before over your whatever, six or seven, eight, years doing this um what are your thoughts on the structure that we're trying to work towards creating um or refreshing or revamping or creating an optimized structure for this um for our client work oh i mean it's it's absolutely necessary because you can't show up to a shoot one day and not have any type of direction to give to your client or your models or your whoever you're working with because then it becomes a frenzy of what the heck are we doing? And you and, and it's not professional and it looks terrible on your end. So um, doing this, like I guess for the past two years, aside from my freelance stuff, being a production manager, um, it is critical to have, um, you know, these this structure in place, a structure in place. Um, recently, I worked with a company called um, UVisit, and I was the head of the project um, when we first got them. Basically, they're a virtual tour company that works for, that creates these virtual experiences for universities. So um, from day one, I was with them planning, scheduling, getting the dates down, calling all the schools, all that stuff. So if that wasn't in place, the day that their photographer comes on here, like I have no connections, I have, if I, if I didn't have, if that didn't if that didn't happen and then the day that the photographer gets there i would have nothing for them to really you know go through with them because nothing was set up so this next photo shoot like cody had mentioned um we are working with a um an, uh, a clothing brand and uh, it's really their first go around with working with somebody somebody uh like myself on the professional end and um and it's actually, it's been a while since I've done something outside of my own, outside of this university and doing my own type of photo shoot and stuff and making sure, you know, all the loose ends are tied. And so it's a lot of educating the client as well as um, making sure we're all on the same page with the same verbiage, with the same lingo and all that stuff. And it's, it's 
quite uh, stress relieving once that's you know on on the roll <laughs> so you don't have to worry, worry about much on the day of the shoot you just make sure you have the list that you have ready and then the locations and times and and be open to spontaneous anything spontaneous yeah i think that's key and i i remember when we were on our call with the client and we were talking through you know all the shots that they want to have and how i was like man this is quite ambitious of a shot list um and like thinking through how we're going to schedule all these things and one thing i remember you saying is yeah there's huge value in being able to uh I can't remember the exact wording you used, but that spontane, spontane, spontaneity, spontaneity, I think that's the word, uh, Yeah, spontaneity, that one, the spontaneity and how that can sometimes or often result in um, some of the greatest shots um, that you weren't even expecting to have. Um, but I think part of that comes from the structure because you allow everything else to be planned out and you know that there's a few minutes or whatever at the end of each scheduled shot that you know you're on track, you know you're getting what you need to do for the client, but then it allows you for those few extra seconds or whatever to just let whatever happen and kind of have some free flow and just experiment and often get the shots that are more interesting than you would have intended. Uh, even been able to get with just the structured shot list. So it's like the stru- the shot list allows you to get those key items, but then the, struc- the structure of that builds on itself and allows you to have the freedom to not feel stressed and just kind of be an artist in, in a, a bunch of smaller moments once you've already captured the shot that you need, which I think is really interesting. I think that's super, super underrated in the creative space is that structured creativity. And we're probably going to get flack from this because (laughs) it's like, I think it's, I think it's underrated when, when there's just such a one man band, I mean, when you're just a one man band, like, cause once you get up in the more, if you're working with magazines, if you're working with other creative directors, other skilled, you know, people, there, there's automatically going to be a structure because that's how everybody works. That's how this industry works. You need to have a plan because, um, sure, you have your people who um, kind of manage on their own, you know, one-to-one, model-to-model, and they might have a plan, like, just up in their head, and when they get to the shoot, they talk through it when they get there. But like I said, if you have money involved, if you have other people involved, like other models and stuff, it can't just be, like, lackluster and, and just do whatever. It doesn't work like that. Yeah. I think the key is getting those processes in place as early as possible. Then allows you to translate that when you get more and more bigger type of clients. And then continues to allow you to have that creative flexibility that you need because you've already got the six or seven or 12 or 20 shots that you needed for the client that they asked for. And if you still have a little bit of time, you know that you can, you know, go around and try and, see what other shots are there because you've already, you don't have to worry uh, as much about meeting all the business objectives because you've already set a structure that allows you to accomplish that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's one, that's one way of uh, creativity allowing, I mean, structure allowing creativity. I think another way is right now, I think I've 
hit a large bump in my workflow of YouTube uh, um, content making because I've piled up <laughs> a list of things that I want to create, but I haven't made a proper system to say these days I need to go shoot this so I can have this. I need to write this so I know what I'm saying for this. And it's I think the pieces are all there. It's just now is creating that wireframe, that structure on to make it work as a one man band. And it's I think these last two weeks have gotten kind of stressful for me. I've been in my head a lot trying to figure out stuff rather than, you know, putting it on paper and and then just go do it. Um, it's funny because I watched, did you see, did you see, I'm sure you watched it, Casey Neistat's, one of his videos this week was, um, taking action, I think. Yeah. Action over intent. Yeah. Yeah. And so I have a lot of intent because that struck a chord with me because he was like, you know, it's good to have intent, but it's like, I'm not going to necessarily share that with you because it's, that's really, I mean, okay. The way I see it, it's cool to show the process of something and then see the final product. But if you're constantly saying like my end, Oh, I'm going to review this. Oh, I'm going to shoot this. Oh, I'm creating this. Um, and you have this expectation that on your own that you create, it's like, Oh, I need to get these out now. But then things just linger. And then that hype kind of fades away pretty quickly. That's something, that's an area that I need to work on. Like for instance, um, I do have two or three short films that I want to work on. I know those are going to take a little bit longer. Those are going to be down the road this later this year, this summer. But like the things that I know I can be more um, tangible, more feasible for me to work on, I say I'm going to do it, but then it's been, I look back on my, say I'm going to make two lens reviews. It's been two weeks and I haven't done anything yet. <laughs> so those things, so the, the intent's there. But like no actions happening, and I've been in my mind too much to be honest. It's 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 kind of it's kind of a drag. But um, I found new life. I started to do something aside from a lens review, which was actually the product shots I took. Now it's kind of refreshing. That's so I needed to break. I need to step away a bit because I was like I need to do this, but then it wasn't happening. So my brain works weird sometimes. <laughs> I'm with you. I got a weird brain too. So. <laughs> either we're going to be great or we're going to be out of luck one of the two yeah <laughs> um yeah i think that's a really good point that you bring up and i think one thing that i think a lot of creatives or pe business people in general um mistake is that they think that the idea is the most important part um but the i think the idea is the easy part like i have so many ideas in one day like it's crazy. And then you hear all these people like, oh, I had the idea for Uber before it was a thing. But it's like, well, cool. But you didn't make you Uber. Didn't <laughs> Uber yeah. made, or Travis or whoever the other people were that founded Uber. They created Uber. Like, they had the idea, yeah, but then they did it. Like, and that's key. Like, you can have a thousand creative ideas, and if you do none of them, you're not a creative. Right. You're just kind of in your head. And it's because I did touch on that too. This on my on one of my posts this past week with um, um, I had said something about I I do have I have like it's so easy to make up something, making up an idea of what to do. It's so easy for me to do. It comes so fluid. My problem is just, you know the time to make for it, and um, you know I love I love making work, 
And so that has to continue to drive it because if it doesn't, then things are going to just stay stagnant. Yeah. Um, well, I, th- so I think it, that's part of it comes down to understanding your goals and your priorities uh, that align with achieving those goals. And that allows you to evaluate what ideas you have and say, all right, well, I have 12 ideas this week, but I only have the capacity to do two of them. And I know that these two are going to help me mute my goal of getting 10,000 followers on Instagram or YouTube or whatever. So let me do those two things, capture those other 10 somewhere else, and then just do the two and not feel bad about the other 10 that didn't get done because they're captured and maybe you'll come back to them. I think that's, that's a structure that's really a discipline. That's really, really hard to do even for me. Cause I'm, there's a thousand things that I could do in a day and you know, I only have capacity to do so many. So how do I decide whether an idea is worth pursuing or whether it's something that I should just document and keep in the back of my mind for when I have more time. That's so key. Like an idea that's worth pursuing. Is it worth your time at the moment? Setting your priorities. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. I think there's a lot of, I mean, I think your people have ideas because they're cool. Like you don't have like, Oh, that was a dumb idea. Let me not do, I mean, those happen every once in a while. It's like, you have a lot of ideas that sound cool and are exciting because that's just how your brain's wired to think. But if you don't manage your own mind, like you get caught up in that space and you actually get less or none of those ideas done than if you were to just say, okay, like I have a huge, I have notes on my phone that I, I have a whole section that I'm just like, all right, this is cool. Well, first, I guess I say first, the filter is like understanding my objectives for myself in the future I kind of am able to filter out a number of ideas there. And then if I think that idea is worth pursuing today, I'll start it now, do one thing. And then if I don't think it's worth doing, but might be worth doing in the future, I'll capture it in this note file that I have. And I have, I don't know how many, like 20 plus really good ideas there. And that way, like every once in a while, I'll go back and revisit that and see like, Hey, should I touch any of these things? And I think the same thing needs to be done, whether it's personal, whether it's for your business uh, as a creative. It's like, all right, I have all these good ideas, but what is my goal right now? And is this idea helping me meet that? Because otherwise you just get like creative, uh, what's the word, paralysis. (laughs) I like that, creative paralysis. Don't let it happen. The Perils of Too Many Ideas. It's a new book mm. that I'm going to write That's now. A book. <laughs> That's, That's a it book. It sounded like a book cover. It is an idea. It does. Sheesh. You got to get Gary Vee on that one. True. <laughs> well, I, mean, he, I mean, he's talked about it, like his document versus create philosophy, which is really, I know it's really hard for creatives especially to especially like more fine art or perfection oriented creatives is like, but I don't want to put out something that's not my best work. Like even me putting out the first podcast where I uh, screwed up on my audio and it sounded like I was a hundred feet away from my microphone. That for me was a challenge. Cause I'm like, man, 
maybe we should just not do this because I want to put out a good first impression, not this like half-baked semi-pro type of podcast. You should see, you should see my first YouTube video. That's true. <laughs> and now look where you are. Like, it's like you have yeah. to start. Yeah, you got to start. And like documenting means doing, and that's what I think creates creativity is like you're forced to think about how do you accomplish something. And that's creativity. All right. Boom. Um, The action items. Um, So create templates. I think the one thing like for us now is like I made a little shot list template that I put up, which you can revise. I just created it after, but it's like creating templates of um, just like while you're creating your system, create templates that scale. So create a shot list template, create all these documents that you don't have to continually redo or recreate because you already have them set up. So just from one shoot to the next or one project to the next, you know, here's the five things, the five documents that I'm going to use. And I already have templates for them so I can just get going and move on the project quickly and just fill them out because they're already done. Right. That's that's yeah. practical. That works. Yeah. Boom. And on like I guess like a um if you're someone like that likes to write notes on the go, um, just revisit because sometimes I what I tend to do is write down the the exact thought that I have, the idea, and then try to revisit it later and then flesh it out and then put that into your template that you made. <laughs> so it's really just stay on top of what you need, what you think you need to be doing, um, and then properly putting that in a system that works best for you. But it's important to have it down and schedule it out, and you know, really be realistic with yourself and when you can do it, and how you can do it, and what you, what pieces you need to do it, how to how to finish it, uh, execute. It, I mean, so yeah. And I think the final tactical recommendation, I don't know why I said it like that. Uh, I think the final (laughs) uh, takeaway or action item for this is uh, just go do. Like, don't be afraid of perfection. Like, this week, just put out as much content as you possibly can. And then within there, structures will emerge. I think that's the hardest thing for anyone who's a creative or really wants to share on social media is like being consistent. But I think if you do that, it helps you better understand what's worked for you and what doesn't and structure emerges if you're looking for it through that. Or like commit to posting. Let's make it more granular. Commit to post X times per week or X number of things per week, whether that's a blog, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, post three pieces of content this week and next week and the week after and the week after that and see what happens. And it'll force you, I think, to to create because you're like, oh, crap, I need to post something and it's, uh, I don't know, I didn't do anything specific. What am I going to do? Um, and it will help you figure that out, even if it's going back and 
looking for a piece of content that you shot in your camera roll like three months ago, which is what I just did today. Doing that will help you be creative and think outside of your parameters that you're used to or something. So boom, those are our three steps to creating structure to unleash creativity. There it is. Hopefully that helps because that's what we're trying to do. (laughs) This is exactly what we're trying to do. All right, and now we're going to transition over to Instagram Live to do a uh, live question and response, as Joshua likes to call it. I'm getting on board with that. I think it's good because we don't have all the answers. We'll respond, give our opinions, give our perspectives. Um, mm-hmm. And we do, we're going to do that every Sunday at 10 a.m., just as a reminder. So if you are listening to this and you want to engage with us, send us a direct message or be on uh, Joshua Martin Studios on Instagram, 10 a.m. Sundays, Eastern Standard Time. And... JA Creative Media, what apps can we use to help us be more organized and structured? Um, so that's a, there's a lot of different apps. And I think one of the, the... Let me preface all this by saying that I think it's important to minimize or consolidate the number of platforms which you have on the back end so that you can be most effective on the in the front end Um, but for us we use Basecamp for project management which is helping us stay organized in all the things we have going on and then communicate with our clients as well Um, G Suite for managing all of our files Um, Joshua do you want to talk about storyboarding and all that I'm not as familiar with that yeah, so basically what I do is storyboarding. I just make, I'm not as elaborate with storyboards. I just make shot lists. And if I need to be as detailed as possible, I'll go out and start just taking photographs of certain scenes that I want. And then I load those photographs and give it a title of what that scene is and be as descriptive as possible. That's my way of storyboarding. You can draw it out. Sometimes I do draw it out, but the most effective way for me, I take photographs, I make a photo essay, basically. I make a photo essay make a detailed description of that and just kind of move on from there um but if you can't pay for a project management system you can use your notes they have a lot of they actually have you know um rows and columns now that you can you know organize uh thoughts and ideas on how to structure that so notes is free that's if you have ios device google uh suite or just your google drive in general um it has google docs google sheets all those they have all those free little uh, uh, way to manage content um, so you can definitely use that as an app um, if you have a Gmail account because anybody can access that for sure <clears throat> yeah. that's another thing is only pay for as much as you can afford with these type of products or systems like we we're spending money on a project management software but and a little bit for our for Google so we have our domain name but other than that, I don't think we're paying for all that much. And I think especially as you're starting a business, uh, you got to you gotta make sure that you're not overzealous in terms of the systems that you're paying for as well. I said this last week about, you know, gear. I think it's the same thing for the, the back end. It's like you don't want to overspend. Like pay for Adobe Suite, pay for the things that you need to do to accomplish your job. But 
don't spend more than you can afford to in the moment and then level up and spend more as you progress. That's why he's my partner. <laughs> I'd spend out of my means sometimes. <laughs> I need this. No, you don't. You don't need it. Yep. Like SpongeBob, I don't need it. I don't need it. I definitely don't need it. Sorry. I love that. That's, that's my favorite segment. <laughs> Can't try to save my life. Hey, like, like I said, take photos. <laughs> and I mean, part of that is like if you're storyboarding and it's for you, like... Yeah, like sketch, as long as, you like, understand. as long as you understand, yeah. Like, that's the key. Like, I I write things down all the time, like notes. Like, I have sticky notes everywhere. I can, my handwriting is terrible. But, so, like, I wouldn't share that with anyone else. I'd type it up in an email and share it. But, like, for me, that process works to capture the thought and remember what I was thinking. I think the same thing applies to if you can't draw, you probably can, you can still draw to create storyboards to, to accomplish the, that objective there. I think that structure is the, one of the more underrated components of creativity. Um, I know some of you might be like, structure? But, structure. For, who, but for who though? For anyone I think I don't know I, for me it's like when I'm working and trying like and creativity is not only just in terms of like creating photos video creativity for me is art. is problem solving so it's, yeah, it's just exactly. all forms of that so when people I crack up when people say I'm not creative I'm like yes you are you just you're just not creative in this way but you have to think about it as problem solving visual artists are here to solve a visual problem and I think for me it's like in my nine to five, when I work in healthcare, there's a lot of things that I need to be accomplishing. And so if I don't have the structure around managing my own time, how do I respond to emails? How do I do all these things? I get overwhelmed and then I'm not able to solve things. You're like, all right, I haven't done this before. How do I accomplish that? But by having the structure on that, like here's how I segment my day. Here's when I take lunch. Like having all of that allows me to better solve those problems that I don't haven't anticipated before hey guys would you agree that some of us work better under pressure like the formation of a <laughs> yeah uh yeah some people most people work better under pressure um is it a good method i don't think so um because for me pers personally speaking to me i've done <laughs> i've done i procrast i procrastinate a lot and then when I know I have to get something done, I know I have to get something done. But if you're in the world of the, if you're in the corporate world or if you're working with a, a large budget, budget, people are expecting that you get uh, everything in motion beforehand. Nobody, the deadline means something. And so if you're procrastinating, putting things off up until that deadline, then that is not a good place to be, to be honest. And I think so building off that so uh, in February I was part of planning a event for our senior leadership so all of our C-suite um, for the first time ever in the company history and the day or the three days of the event it was chaos structured chaos but I think to, to the point of the working better under pressure it was the months and months leading up to that 
where we were building and thinking through as much as we could so that the days of the event, we knew what we needed to do or we knew what had been done and there was already things in place to help us be successful despite of the unanticipated pressures and stuff. Um, and it was just a matter of spending the time to do that, those things. And so creating the structure on the back end allowed us to be successful in the crunch time when it counted the most. So that's what I would say to that question. Do you guys think that being a creative working in a, a company from nine to five restricts you from really being creative? Most? I could take this one. <laughs> um, yeah. It does, um, because you aren't you aren't creating work for yourself. You're creating work for your for the company, for the brand, entities outside of yourself. So I have I guess I have a perfect example of my of me because I work for the University of Miami. My content, the content that I create, is to push the brand. So sometimes you will not agree with um, what your director says, what the hierarchy says about how they want something done. Um, you're always going to have that slight pushback, but the benefit of that is that you can understand what it means and how to communicate a particular brand. That's what I'm learning for right now. My position is the production manager for um, enrollment marketing. So I work for admissions basically. And our target audience is uh, incoming uh, freshmen. So high schoolers, transfer students, international students, you name it. Um, anybody coming to the school, that's who we communicate to. And, um, there's certain facets, there's certain message message buckets that we try to communicate through our social media channels like YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, and things like that. And so I have to my responsibility is to create that content that will represent what we're trying to say. I don't always agree with it, but that's that's the nature of the job. So if you're putting yourself into a nine to five um, and you are you see yourself as a full creative, you can bring what you know as a creative side, but you have to understand that there is a structure on their side as well. So you kind of have to have that marriage. So are you telling me that structure restricts creativity, Joshua? Because that's what I just heard you say. So now I'm curious because we're saying. Well, no, if I, I think it's more like if you're in a certain environment that you think like, okay, if you can't, you can't straight up, um, you can't be in a company and want to create YouTube channels about tech stuff when the message is, is trying to communicate something different. Right. So I think that's where it's kind of coming from. Like you're, you can be creative within that structure, but just don't expect all of your, your creative ideas to go through. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's fair. I just wanted to push back on that. Cause I, like I was like, hmm, if people are listening to this, they're probably like, well, you just contradicted yourself. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the same thing, even outside of a nine to five for the work that we're doing still is true because if we're working, like we're working with clients who have a brand that they represent and they want their business interests to be looked after for when the content's created. So at the same time, like even though it's not a nine, nine to five for us, it's still, there are some structure that we have to think about when we're creating those things i think the to to answer the question it's you have i think it forces you to be even more creative i think it actually makes it forces you to be more creative because you're thinking through all right well here's the objective i'm trying to reach how do i then use my my um my style and my abilities 
to meet those objectives, but doing it in a creative way that still showcases a story or showcases some um, engaging visuals. And I think there's actually opportunity to challenge yourself to be more creative in those spaces. It probably it can be it will wear you out over time potentially if you don't get to do the more broader stuff over time, like with what Joshua is able to do now with this on this on the side outside of his nine to five. But at the same time, I think it it can help build the creative discipline that's helpful uh, in the long term. And I think, yeah, I mean, for me, it's like I work at a corporate headquarters building, so there's a lot of structure and there's a lot of finesse that's required to 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 align with the objectives that are given to me. Um, but sometimes I try and create structured unstructuredness even within that. Like I'll go to a coffee shop during the workday that's not that far off to try and change it up but I'm still working within that structure, but I've, I've changed one variable that allows me to think differently. And then I'm able to, to accomplish the things that I need to do for that day. So yes and no, I think there's opportunities for you to create structure, but then create structured unstructuredness, which is an oxymoron. <laughs> but with my example, hopefully that makes sense. Yeah. Um, about how to reach your full potential. And if you're really passionate about reaching your full potential, a nine to five will always have that restriction. So if you want to own everything, you have to work like you do your own thing at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Being miles apart, how can you help or hurt your ability to structure a project? That's a good question. Since Joshua is in Miami and I'm in Orlando, I think yeah. that's what you're referring to. Um, I think it makes it even more critical that we're on the same page, um, especially as it, relates to getting work done. So I'm going to deviate slightly from the creativity aspect of this, but it's um, like, there's a lot that we have on our plates for this. Um, And if we don't have the structure of how we communicate, how we organize um, all of our files and to-do lists, it doesn't allow us to accomplish all the things that we've set out to do. And like, like we were saying earlier, action is better than intent ideas are cheap and so that's where creativity lies and is in action and so if you don't have that those systems in place in the back end you're not actually able to act and do and actually be creative so i think that's why it's really key especially uh in a partnership like joshua and i have where we're we're in the same state but but miles apart and i think it applies yeah, I mean, yeah, the biggest way it's going to hurt us if we just don't speak to each other, if we don't know what's going on, if we don't know, if we don't have our follow-ups. We, have, we do our best to have our follow-ups, I mean, throughout the week, but every Sunday. Um, when doing this podcast, before this podcast, we kind of talk through some stuff. We go through the project management system, see what things we need to kind of uh, address. So, And throughout the week, we do the same thing uh, in the mornings, basically, but... Yeah, like any hot topic for the day. Essentially, we like we have a thing at the beginning of the day where we're like, "Hey, this is." Mm-hmm. We don't necessarily have a structured way of communicating, but it's like, "Hey, this is what." Like, we'll ask a question, or we'll say, "This is what we're doing." 
mm-hmm. and ask anything of the other person. Okay, so maybe a direction you guys can touch on could be the tools you use to keep the structure fluid between the two of you and your clients. Yeah, so this is this is um, something we've been um, we said previously. Uh, we we currently use Basecamp as our project management system, and we try to involve our clients on this system because we can talk directly to them in terms of like our message board, our scheduling, our to do list, our checkoff list, and things like that. Um, so we try to get them on board with that. If not, we use um, we just use the emailing system. Um, we keep we have Google Suites, the team suites, so we have all the files that we need to um, associate with our clients with as we send products to them. So we kind of balance it between Google, the Google Suite, and um, Basecamp. Now, to keep things fluid, you know, we just make sure we stay on top. We over communicate as much as possible. I, I know that's something that I'm learning to do more effectively. Um, but recently we just finished up, I just finished up a, uh, a small job for a client and, um, we have our, we have our follow-ups almost every Tuesday. So we have a follow-up with that kind of check-in, um, and we do that via phone. And then on Basecamp, we do like a quick update, um, say we talked about this and then, uh, we move from there. We make sure, I make sure I just kind of chime in and say, Hey, this has been done. Here's the link. Yeah. So it's really just like, making sure you over communicate. Um, and if you have questions, you know, ask questions and that's what we kind of do through those portals. I think one of the questions and we'll address Slack here in a second. Um, one of the challenges in that for us is how do we consolidate the systems so that we're consistently communicating? Cause sometimes Joshua, like he, like if we're using WhatsApp, like, I don't always get included in that where it's like, all right, man, like, what are you doing? Like, and it's nice to know. And like, sometimes there's like text messages and other things where it's like, and I guess it gets at the point of Slack, um, having, making sure that you're communicating ways that your clients are comfortable doing, but don't overextend yourself so that you're not all in the same place with where you're communicating. And we're, I think we're working on the balance finding the balance for that um, because and, and it's not that I need to see everything that goes on necessarily because I'm trying to influence it, but it's, I need to see everything that goes on so that I know what's happening so that I don't have to ask Joshua, Hey, what about this? Hey, what about this? And then he's spending his time explaining things that he's already talked about with the client. Um, so it's kind of that balance of that relationship. I think that we're trying to figure out what is the perfect way of doing that. We don't, I don't, I would say we haven't optimized that yet. Um, cause like once we, once we had this partnership, a lot of the things that are running on my end, you already know about now, like we're getting through, I think the last, the last bit of it was in season that, that our last, this last client. So, yeah, when it, I mean, it makes a difference, like you just understanding what's all going on helps you let, like getting back to the structure part, like it allows you to focus on accomplishing the tasks and solving the problems that you need to solve, which is what we're saying is the definition of creativity in this case. Um, it's like by being on the same page and knowing what's going on, you don't have, you, you're, you're at ease. And so you're, you're able to be successful. So David, um, what's the most projects you've taken in a week? Um, I think that the question, 
client-wise, it's not as many, but I think it's getting back to our earlier point of act ideas are cheap. Like we have, we've taken on a lot of projects that are self-inflicted <laughs> to, to make it over Let's just say we do a lot of spec work. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. That's, that's a big thing that, that I have a long list of, of ideas for spec work. Spec work meaning work that we can show to client, work that I love to do, but as well as potential work that we can show to clients to pitch ideas as well. So it's, there's a lot of that going on, and and a lot of that content ends up on YouTube, ends up on a website, which is currently still being built. Um, <laughs> and um, so at a given time, I don't, I wouldn't. Okay, at a given time, I will say I'll, I'll be working from two to three projects, video projects to work on, and then sometimes a video, uh, a photo idea kind of falls in there, something like, like this here. Hugh. Hugh. So, uh, so that that tends to happen. Uh, what was the next question? Similar. How do you structure the amount of work you are working, you are able to do in a given day or week? <clears throat> um, I'm gonna show some. I'm gonna give some vulnerability here. I've struggled with that this week uh, in terms of structuring the things that should be be that I should be doing versus like being in my own head. So, wow, this this is continual theme of this. Um, this week, I, I know I needed to get done with uh, two reviews. Well, this month, I need to get done with two reviews. But I've been so in my head lately with so many ideas that it's paralyzed me. What was that term you used earlier, Cody? Creative paralysis. <laughs> Creative paralysis. I had that. I, I, I had everything here, but nothing was happening. And so um, I guess that's just me being off my, my really my off game because I know I can produce a lot. It's just this past week has been, this past month has been just, I've been so up here. And um, what's really helped me to kind of get out of it, one, talking it through with my partner and other friends, and as well as just sometimes just doing something else to kind of break that creative uh, wall, well, that creative block. So that's why I kind of switched to do some photography stuff because it's been a while. Because even though it's it's creating something visual, it's a different process for me. It's not like sitting there with a, a nonlinear editor and audio and things like. It's purely just a visual thing, and I can just kind of focus on that, which has kind of gotten me through uh, this run. So this week I, I'm going to be on on it. <laughs> and I think that's that's key in the structure of things um i think a lot of uh there's been this idea of challenging uh like creating content all the time being consistent with that and i think it actually is a twofold reason to as to why you should be doing that one saying i'm going to post content x times a week forces you to be creative in terms of coming up with things to post three times a week but on the flip side of that coin you're posting three times a week so you know like all right i'm doing three things that's it like it helps you create that structure of like all right i'm i need to do this but nothing more because then you overwhelm yourself like and i think that's the key and part of the things one of the things that joshua and i are are working on doing now is um going through and creating uh a set of values for the company that will drive what we do because ultimately if we're doing things without a sense of purpose in terms of meeting any objectives for the long term and for the the shorter term 
there's no point in doing those things. There's a lot of great ideas out there, but if you're not doing them to, if the things that you're doing are not helping you advance your goals or they're not the key, most important things to advance your goals, it's not worth doing them. And so like I keep a ton of ideas on my phone that are good, but I know that doing them right now doesn't make sense because I have so much on my plate and there's always, there's always more to do than you have time to do. And so putting those things away and having the discipline to not touch them, I think is really key to being exceptional at creating work that you're doing now. So preach. All right. I'm trying to read these. Oh, yeah. I wish they, I wish you could like have like bold comments. Sorry, I just like killed all the momentum that I just made right now. Um, that happens to me. I have to get done with some restaurant reviews for my personal stuff, but then my journey just keep popping in. Yeah, write the ideas down. Have a filter. Like for me, I filter out. Like I have stupid amounts of ideas in a day, and then like I have a first step of like, all right, well, this is a cool idea. But is it what I need? Like, is I know, like, I've set out my personal mission and, like, objectives for myself. And I'm like, well, I have this cool idea, but it's not going to help me do anything that I'm trying to do. So I'm just going to cut that out, get rid of it. Someone else can do it. If they do that, that's great. And then I have those ideas that are like, all right, well, this is cool and it aligns with my objectives for myself or for our business. Let me, but it's not a priority for right now because I have another, I have, X amount of other things I need to do. So I put those in my notes and revisit those later when I have the capacity to do that. And I think that's the key st- st- <clears throat> of structure, excuse me, that needs to exist. Question. Is work is- first, then social and family in your life, your structure, or is it the <sighs> other way around with you guys? Da, da, da. It's a blend for me. It's, yeah, it's kind of, it just kind of push and pulls this way. Um, Ooh, where's this book? Hold on. Book? Recommend? The one thing? I'd recommend reading this book. Um, I'll put a link in our podcast in the description. Uh, hold on, there's a, keep going, Joshua, I'm going to find this page that has an illustration that I really like. So... Yeah, it's it's kind of it's just it's a balance right now because I can't say one can't dominate the other right now, um, just the way life is because that that wouldn't be fair. Um, and there's a there's a point in time where you do need to just step away from just working. I'm something I'm learning because I'm a workaholic. I can work countless hours, but that doesn't benefit myself. That doesn't benefit the loved ones around me either. So. Yeah, it's really just trying to maintain the balance and then step away when you need to step away to spend quality time. I think for me, one thing, sorry, I'm going to keep looking at this and talk at the same time. Um, there's a, oh, I found it. Um, there's there's value in creating structure even around that. Like for me, like I drive 20, 30 minutes each way, multiple times, a couple times a day usually. And for me, um, I've used that time as a time to call my family. So I have like a rotation of people that I talk to and call, like whether it's my grandma, my mom, my dad, whoever. Like I use that time to uh, so socialize or spend like talk with my family because they, they're in they're Most of them are in Michigan or, or not in Orlando where I live. So it's, you know, creating kind of that structure where it's like, all right, every time I'm in my car driving, I'm like, oh, should I call someone right now? Um, so it's kind of the, creating that ebb and flow 
so you have the discipline to do it. Like work and life, it's just back and forth all the time in these yeah. games. And I think that's one thing I have a, a philosophy of like, if you want to have, like it's okay to have above average goals, but in order to achieve those goals, you're going to need to do above average things. And so you're going to have to commit 100%. If you're doing work, you're committed 100% to that work. And if you're going to do family or friends, 100% to that. And it's, and it's not like you're cutting out one or the other. Like the other will always exist. But you have to understand that you are committed to that one thing right now in that moment. That's what you're here to do. And ultimately those like if you do it if you do it well, those things grow simultaneously. Like I spent last weekend with my family. Um, this reminded me because Rachel just joined. Um, like <laughs> I spent my time with my family down in Sarasota, and it was like I was a hundred percent that for that weekend. We didn't have our call, our weekly call. Joshua and I like it was that. And I had I had some work that I needed to do for for school. But like I got up early before everyone else, I was able to do that and just committed to an hour and a half of it and it was done. But it's like I was in that weekend, I was totally committed to that. And then during the week, I'm 100% committed to, to, the, to the work things that I need to be accomplishing. So I think that's how you achieve that balance while still meeting your, your personal objectives or such. So um, we talked a lot about today's theme, which is structure, which is great. Uh, and just to give a, a recap, so in terms of structure, it's always um, a good place to start in terms of finding creative ways to get other things done or just get things done within that structure. So, for example, we were talking about how we have a client who's um, a, branding a branding company, a clothing brand company. And we're putting all these scheduling, the shot list together, being as detailed as possible before the day to the shoot, which will allow us to have, uh, which will allow us to get the things that we need to get for the, for the company. Then it allows time and space to um, do anything spontaneously so we can be able to still be creative in and without, in and outside of that structure. So, um, and some of the key things, tools that we tend to use are certain project management systems. You can use the Google Drive Suites, but we use Basecamp to organize and communicate with our clients and keep things running and, and uh, uh, more efficiently. But um, try, to, try your best to have, to capture ideas, prioritize them, structure out how you're gonna execute them and get them done. Make it happen, have action. Yes. Yep, if you haven't watched Casey Neistat's video that he put out this week uh, about action over intent, I would go highly recommend that. That is uh, an 
excellent eight or so minute articulation of what what are you doing i don't know oh wait oh it's my back gosh. of your camera yeah i don't know Sorry. I, I tapped the screen <laughs> um it's a it's an excellent short about articulating a lot of the stuff that we're talking about i'd highly recommend that um and also if you're into anything like gary v uh, gary vanderchuk i'd also check out his content as well uh, he talks a lot about these concepts as well uh we did have one more thing here yeah comment from David, it's tough for me. I love develop, but I also just began to film photography journey, and I'm building mm-hmm. my brand. But my girlfriend doesn't know how much time and effort this takes. Should you make a video on workflow, i.e., shot list, storyboard, and upcoming projects? Yes. That's a good idea. <laughs> it's on my uh, list. <laughs> also, Peter McKinnon is excellent as well, um, and Chris Howe, who is in that the Dope Squad for yeah. Peter McKinnon's. And I think that's key like mindset is key get a broad perspective we have our pers- joshua and i have our perspective mm-hmm. and we're super grateful for everyone being here but like also check out other, other people creators, as well yeah. because they're way more hmm. their experience and that's going to create a more rounded like taking inputs from multiple sources and that's gonna that's gonna and create a the ideal mindset for you um just to quickly get back to david's point um it's really like kudos to you for doing all those things I think the one thing that I would say, and I'm not an expert on this, but I would, I if she doesn't get it, just explain to her, like what you're trying to accomplish and the work, uh, and the why, to why you're doing those things, um, and I'm not gonna go to the Gary V extreme version of what he would say to that. Um, you can find it in his content if you're gonna go watch that. Um, but yeah, I think, as long as she understands why you're doing it. That's going to be key, and if you're doing it for the right reasons, that's going to ultimately lead to the right objectives. And that, again, you know, when you're spending time with her, 100% with her. Not, and the same thing applies to family or whatever. Like, when you work, 100% work, and when you're family, 100% family. Like, extremes. So. And again, Thanks for your engagement. If you want to reach out to us individually, please uh, direct message us. We're happy to talk. I've talked with, I don't know how many people, this, not tons, but a number of people this week about their business and their objectives and just helping them think through those things better. We love to do that and we'd happy, be happy to do that with you all as well. So feel free to reach out and uh, yeah, thanks for watching. Make it happen. Boom. <laughs> <laughs>